to our five-minute sermon today. We are excited to greet you in the name of Jesus, the all-powerful name of the omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient God, which means he's everywhere at one time. He knows everything, amen, and he is all-powerful. We need an all-powerful God in our life, don't we? Amen. Sheila Kelly, good morning. Brenda Shadden, Jim Millsap, Barbara Harwell, Jean, Lisa Dekarski, John Johnson, Don Hegg. Good morning, Barbara. Good to see you all. Amen. We have been praying for a lot of you, uh, most of you, all of you. <laughs> we wind up praying for everybody before it's all over. Amen. Praise the Lord, Sister Sheila Kelly, uh, Farrington Kramer. Good to see you. Good morning, John Johnson. We'll kick off here in just a minute. Good morning, Brenda Shadden, uh, Pastor Lewis Green. Good to see you. Christy Price Laro, good to see you. Uh, it's me, Kramer. I'm the preacher on our five-minute sermons. Amen. Uh, we are working other things out. Uh, Barbara Harwell, thanks so much. You're so welcome, Barbara. Sharon Kathy Walker, always make sure you get prayed for. Uh, good morning, Lisa, Christy. Good morning, uh, Kramer. You've already asked that one, so... Uh, uh, John Johnson, hello from El Paso, folks. Big big Bad John is in El Paso today. Uh, it's not quite 8 o'clock. We're going to give it a little time and we'll kick people off. Good morning, Kramer. Uh, Robert Womack, good to see you. Anita Wagner, good to see you this morning. Um, getting a good turnout today real quickly, and so that's awesome. I've got a sermon that I want to preach to you today, amen, that... Um, that uh, God has given me this morning. I got to be honest with you folks. I slept in this morning. I woke up, uh, gosh, 630. Uh, I uh, usually am up at 345, four o'clock at the latest, go to Starbucks. But yesterday I walked a hundred miles at the VA, it seemed like, going and having some tests done and all this stuff. And we uh, we just uh, walked and walked and walked. And man, I was hurting so bad last night in my legs that I did not, I woke up, I woke up at three something, 320 or something like that. And I said, no, I'm going to lay here and let these legs recover. And I'm glad that I did. Amen. Pam Dodson, Stanley Smith. Good to see you. Uh, amen. Barbara Har Harwell, Jean, appreciate Sharon for doing that. Amen. Well, listen, folks, we're going to get kicked off and we have a great, uh, not great because I'm preaching it or because God gave it to me, but it's the Word of God, so anything in the Word of God is great. I, I usually tell people when I'm preaching in a pulpit somewhere, I'll say, turn to your Bible to anywhere because it's all good. <laughs> now, I'm going to preach from such and such, but you can turn anywhere, amen, because it's all good. The Word of God is so good. I told my wife this morning, I've never been so close to Jesus in my life, never, and and I know I'm saying that. I know the day I received the Holy Ghost in 1975, that it was a wonderful day, a day that I will never forget the spot where I was standing when I received the Holy Ghost. I can take you to the spot from 1975 where God filled me with the Holy Ghost. And, and I've had high points in my life where I've preached and sang at different places that were very high points in my life. But folks, I'm telling you through these five-minute sermons, and this prayer time, I have never in my life ever felt so close to the Lord. Amen. Just from the sheer application of rubbing shoulders with him to hear his voice and to know what the Spirit is saying. 
But we'll go. Sister Haney's on so I can read my scripture now. <laughs> She's a note taker. Amen. But in Luke, Sister Haney, Luke uh, 4, Luke chapter 4, verse 14 through 22. That excites me about Sister Haney taking notes. Amen. It's uh, She wants to make sure she catches it all, and I appreciate that. Okay, Luke 4, and actually it's verse 16 through 22. And he came to Nazareth, talking about Jesus, where he had brought where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the sabbath day it was his custom to go to church on saturday amen on the sabbath day and stood up to read and that was also their custom and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet isaiah or isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written he thumbed over and flipped the scroll and opened it up. It wasn't a Bible like we've got. It was a scroll. He unrolled it. He located the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's reading this, right? This is Jesus reading this about himself. And it had been written thousands of years before he was born. So it says that I didn't look up the dates or anything, but it was a long time, centuries before he was born. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath, he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Now, I want you to think about yourself right now because this all applies to you. We're going to show you that in a minute. It all applies to you. So while I'm reading this, think, of, think to yourself, I have been sent to preach the gospel to the poor. I have been sent to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and to receive and the recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's what we do. That's Somebody said, that's how I roll. <laughs> Amen. That's exactly how we roll, Brother Millsap, is we've come to preach the gospel to the poor. We've come to set at liberty them that are bruised. We've come to heal the brokenhearted. Amen. We've come to preach deliverance to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind. Uh, amen. We And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. Bam. He slammed it shut or rolled it up. And he gave it again to the minister, the one that carried the text to him. And the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Oh, folks, there's a, that's a great feeling when I get up to preach and I see the people fastened onto, my, onto me to hear what I'm about to say. Amen. Because I'm preaching out of the word of God. Well, the eyes of the people were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Man, I mean, prophecy for hundreds and hundreds of years had been waiting to be revealed. And here, this generation got to see the Messiah born in flesh, born of a woman, now sitting in their synagogue in Nazareth where he was born and was really a nobody. He was a he was a stonemason's son or carpenter, whatever you want to say, but there were no trees in Nazareth. Brother Millsap and I learned this in Israel that that he was probably a stonemason. The word for carpenter is stonemason or carpenter. There were no trees in Nazareth, only rocks. So Jesus built baby beds out of rocks. Amen. Not trees. Amen. But anyway, that's a just a little nice trivia little thing. And listen to this. He sat down, all the eyes were fastened on him, and he said, This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears, and all bear him 
witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. These were his home folks in his synagogue where he was raised. And now he sat down and he finally reveals to them, I'm the one that Isaiah prophesied about that was going to come and set the captives free and preach the gospel to the poor and all this. What a great day it would have been to be there at this event. You know, we always say, I wish I could have been there when Abraham Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address four score and seven years ago. Uh, amen. Uh, there was brought forth to this nation. All right. And 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 all of these great things. Uh, wish you could have been on the moon, maybe, at the first lunar landing. Uh, I wouldn't have wanted to have been there. That's a little too far for me. I'm afraid I wouldn't have made it home. I'm, I'm, I don't like it. I don't like going that far away. Amen. What a great day it would have been, though. Jesus had been prophesied about as far back as the Garden of Eden when the Lord told Satan after the fall that someone was coming that would crush the head of Satan and that Satan would bruise his heel. So as far back as the days of Adam and Eve, the first ancestors of ours that were created by the hand of God, Jesus was prophesied about. There's coming someone that's going to crush your head, Satan. And, and now he's sitting in Nazareth in the synagogue. Amen. Listen to this. Time waited on him. The shadow from the sundial was cast for thousands of years. They waited for his grand entrance. With, uh, they waited for the display of white horses and regal armies and coronations of the Messiah with the pomp and circumstance befitting the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the the uh, Basilia Basilion, the Curios Curion, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. All of history waited. All of future generations waited. When will he come? When will he be born? And they were totally unaware of what this date would be. They did not expect him to be born in a barn and pay and 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 uh, and laid in a manger. What merits? Listen to this, folks. We have the we have the beauty of 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 understanding the word of God. The Bible told Daniel to lock up the the the. Uh, the interpretation of the dreams and of the visions until the end time. Well, we're in the end time. So uh, these generations that waited for Abraham, for Jesus, for different ones, could not quite nail it down. But you and I, folks, happen to be living. You don't have to say, I, was, I should have been born here and I should have been born there. I wish I'd have been born here. Amen. We have the great advantage of the word of God and the signs of the times to understand that we are going to usher in the soon coming of Jesus Christ back to this earth. Amen. And the end of time. I believe that with all of my heart. Amen. They did not expect him to be born where he was born. What merits a generation to receive uh, uh, a mighty pivotal event on the pages of time? I have heard people say I was born in the wrong century. What modern day cowboy has not envisioned himself born in the 1800s on some far flung cattle drive through Dodge City, Kansas? Amen. Or through walking into the sheriff office uh, of Wide Earp. Amen. Or Wild Bill Hickok, or or watching uh, uh, Buffalo uh, uh, Cody, Buffalo Bill Cody riding across the plains uh, in great herds of buffaloes. Amen. Who would not have wanted to meet the great Chief Geronimo? Amen. Or or uh, George Washington Carver. 
the great college professor uh, that invented so many things. Who would not have wanted to be a fly on the wall as Reagan told Gorbachev, tear down that wall, tear down this wall. These coveted moments that we would like to have been out, been at. Listen to this. Uh, what, uh, what did 1948 BC, uh, the, the era before Christ, what did 1948 BC do to deserve the father of faith, Abraham, being born? By the way, Israel was born in 1948 AD. The father of faith, the father of many nations, was born in 1948 BC. The father of life, or, 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 or the, 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 the location where God's name dwelt, Israel, Jerusalem, uh, Israel was born in 1948. I don't think this is a coincidence that these happened at the same era and epoch or different spectrums of time. What gave 4 BC the right to celebrate the birth of Jesus? Now we find him taking a book written about him thousands of years before he broke through the matrix and he read about himself to that generation. I don't know about you, but it makes me want to shout, folks, when I think about these people that were sitting in that crowd that day that had the privilege of hearing Jesus Christ himself read out of the book. The Bible called it a book. He read out of the book in Isaiah concerning himself. That's mind-blowing. I just can't believe it. Amen. And yet, I live in a generation that is going to usher in the soon coming of Jesus Christ, and I I live in that generation today. The generation that saw Israel reborn in 1948 would see the blossoming of the fig tree, would see the ushering in of him to come back to this planet. I believe that with all of my heart. How many people are alive from 1948? Well, that's the baby boomers. I think it started in 1948. I'm a baby boomer. I was born in 1960. I'm a baby boomer, and I'm still alive and hopefully have many more years. Amen. And so that tells me that I should see the splitting of the eastern sky and Jesus returning for his people. Amen. And we'll join him in the air. But listen to this. Uh, and, and then we go to the list that he came for. He anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. If you have not received the gospel and not have been born again, then you are poor. But I got good news. Look out, Satan, because God has sent all of us here to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. And that's what we're doing right now. You can see the smile on my face as I preach the gospel to the poor to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I can proclaim that to you today because Jesus said that he had fulfilled this scripture and now he passes it on to his body. I'll show you in just a minute uh, that I have scripture on that. Amen. So I'm living in an epical day. Amen. That when, when the Lord is going to return back and I can tell you about it before it happens. Who can do that? Who can tell you in 1700 that that uh, the, the Wild West was going to take place in the 1800s and they couldn't hang around because they had to die. But I can tell you that Jesus Christ is coming soon, and I'm preaching to people that need to be born again, uh, if you haven't been, so you can be prepared to receive that. He has sent me, number two, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. How many have felt the crush of a broken heart? Amen. A death, a divorce, a disease breaks your heart to the point that fluids leak out of your heart through tear glands in your eyes. Amen. But Jesus came and Jesus sent you and I to heal 
the broken hearted. You say it's not possible. The heartbreak that I have is not possible. Yes, it is, friend. You, if you have Jesus, I don't care what you're going through. I know it's tough. And I know your faith may waver, but yet I can declare to you today that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and he sent Sonny Kathy and Barbara Jean Harwell and Beth Combs and Jim Millsap and Christy Laro and uh, Donnie Barker and others to give you words of life that would heal your broken heart. Number three, he came to preach deliverance to the captives. So I've come to preach deliverance to the captives, those imprisoned by fear. Listen to this. We, I heard the other day that we are born, and I looked up, I Googled part of this today. We are born with two fears. A baby is born with two fears. The fear of falling, that's why they jerk all the time, you know. They're laying in their baby bed and they jerk. The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. And I think the number that I heard the other day in an article was that we wind up with like 600 fears. Phobias, which is fear. Fear of spiders, fear of snakes. Fear of uh, my next door neighbor that's six foot nine and uh, black belt and hates my guts. <laughs> Amen. Fear of uh, car wrecks. Fear of death. Amen. Fear of all these things. Fear, fear, fear. Hundreds of fears. And yet the Bible says he came to preach deliverance to those who are captive, held captive by fears. And listen, when it's all over, we should be taken back to only two fears when you're born again. The fear of falling away from Jesus. Amen. And the fear of the loud, chaotic noises of a backslid life. Those are the only two concerns and worries that I need to uh, revert back to is the fear of falling away from Jesus and the fear of chaotic noises in my ears when I should only hear my shepherd's voice. Amen. That's the only two concerns that I have today. Amen. Uh, John Johnson says the fear of wives. Amen. John, I ain't going there, brother. Amen. Oh, folks, listen to this. And, and listen to this. He says that he came to preach the recovering of sight to the blind. We are so blind sometimes. Paul was blinded on the Damascus Road because he was blinded to the fact of killing Christians. So God blinded him from what was blinding him. Amen. Blinded by hatred and the law that drove him to kill good, born-again Christians. And yet now God blinded him on the road to Damascus. And he said, he said, Paul, Paul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Capital L-O-R-D. Who are you, Jehovah? And he said, I'm Jesus. Amen. I'm Jesus who you persecute. Amen. So we can preach that today. The recovering of sight to the blind. Those of you and us that are blinded by things that we just can't see a clear picture because we're so blinded, we, the gospel will heal us from this blindness. And listen to this. Number five to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus said, I have come to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And so Sonny Kathy has come to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. What is this? The acceptable year of the Lord. This is in reference to the year of Jubilee, when all debts were canceled, when all things that that used to belong to you, like the land that you had to get rid of and sell because you were broke and it was famine and you, you, uh, any, pawn shops are full of things. Amen. That, uh, that are befitting of the year of Jubilee. You, you can't pay your bills. You've lost your job. Uh, a wife, a husband has divorced you and, and they're your livelihood. Uh, there are women and I shouldn't say women in this way, but mostly we understand in our generation 
uh, in times past that there are, uh, the old school was uh, that two people didn't have to work. The woman stayed home, took care of her family, took care of her uh, her children, her uh, the home. Amen. The husband and the children would come home to such a peaceful, wonderful place. Amen. But now all of us have to work. Everybody's got to work to make a living. Amen. But uh, but listen to this. There was a time when when uh, a person would lose their job or or and and they would be uh, have to begin to sell things and sell off their home and sell off things in pawn shops amen and there have been there have been individuals in time that I have known that uh that did not go out and get a career because they married young uh, the wife stayed home took care of the kids raised the kids kept the house clean kept the uh, clothes clean. I know that's not popular in the day we're living in. I know it's not politically correct to stereotype like that. But hey, that's just a fact, folks. That's the way it was destined. It was supposed to be. But now because of our society and everything that has to do with it, we all have to work. Everybody has to work and make a living and uh, and work hard and and still work hard when they get home. Amen. And uh, shame on us guys. If if our wife is working hard, this is just a little side note. I'm meddling now. If uh, we both work hard and we come home and we expect our wife to do everything around the house. No, we, we need to help folks. Amen. But anyway, uh, women have been left high and dry when their husband says, I found somebody younger. I found somebody through the lust of my flesh that is better than you. And they divorce you and they leave you with no career, no education, no job. You haven't even been in the workforce anymore. Amen. And yet you have been, I've known people that have been left like this and had to scratch their way up. And human beings have a way of doing that. They have a way of being uh, of being tough and surviving and and become just in great shape after it all. But it's fearful in the beginning when this happens. Amen. But listen to this. In the acceptable year of the Lord, when you are born again, all your debts are canceled. You get everything back. You get all of your land back. You get you get all these things back into your life. And that's what the Lord is doing today. He's canceling all of our debt. He's allowing us to be born again. Amen. And all these things are canceled. I got to close right now. I got to hurry up and close. But I told you that I would prove to you that you also are a part of this. When Jesus sat down and said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your life. In other words, I'm the Messiah. I'm the one that was prophesied about. But he also said in John 14 and 12, verily, verily, I say unto you, Dale Smith, John Johnson, Barbara Harwell Jean, Debbie McQueen, and so on and so forth. I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. I'm leaving you here, body of Christ, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, to preach to the poor, to preach uh, amen. To bind those that are brokenhearted, to bind up the wounds. Amen. I'm leaving that to you, Jim Millsap, Sonny Kathy, Dale Smith, Mike Chance, all of you that are on this uh, on this broadcast today. Amen. Last night on our prayer meeting, and I close with this. Jean Ott wrote that she was in severe pain. Amen. I think from a procedure, a surgery, and uh, and uh, I think it was. I don't. I'm, I don't know. Anyway, I think it was kidney stones. I have. Uh, forgot, forgive me for forgetting. Thank you, Susan Shepline. Good word, she says. But anyway, we prayed for her prayer ambassadors. And I said, I just felt the pain leave your body. And she posted today and tagged several of us and said, I had no pain last night. I'm telling you folks, we have the power that Jesus left on this earth for us 
to heal the brokenhearted, to pray for the sick, to see people born again. He has left that with us and we have that power. Amen. Uh, just an update on top of everything else. Barbara Jean says, uh, I had my MRI on my lumbar and cervical spine and I'm now being referred to a neurosurgeon. We will pray for you, Barbara Jean. That's what we were just talking, Barbara Jean. That's what we were just talking about. Folks, I got to go. We are 24 minutes into this and uh, I've taken so much time. Our five minute sermon <laughs> is five times as long as it as it's supposed to be. But anyway, I love you all so much and I want to pray for you. Join us tonight at 8 p.m. for Intercessors Unlimited. It's Friday night. We'll go into the weekend without our broadcast, but and then uh, Monday morning at 8 a.m. And then next Friday, by the grace of God, David Fuller will be with us. Uh, we've had some internet difficulties. I've been so busy this week, I didn't have time to test it with him. He's anxious and ready to go, but Sonny Kathy got so busy and um, uh, that I just couldn't make it happen. So forgive me for that. And you are going to hear, by the grace of God, David Fuller. And, of course, Jim Millsap will be back with us. And I know you all love Brother Millsap, and you're going to love Brother Fuller. But anyway, let's pray and then share me on your wall right now. Share this post and let's let this go out to everybody. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray for everyone today. I pray, God, for uh, Lord, all of my friends and family, that you'll keep your hand on them through the weekend and that everyone will be so blessed. And we're going to have great church Sunday and those in the Waco area uh, that make ever effort you can, folks, to come if you're in the Waco area. In Jesus' name, I'm still praying, and I'm talking to you also. You and the Lord, we're in a, 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 co a combined conversation that we're believing that you're going to show up and hear our great pastor preach, Mike Chance, and uh, we're going to set up some baptisms. Uh, where we, you know, and If you want to be baptized tomorrow, I'm sure that can be arranged, but we're definitely going to set up some baptisms. But I just want you to come to church. I've had several of you say you're going to be there, you might be there, so we're looking forward to that, and the address to it, scan down my wall, and you will find it in Jesus' name. Uh, God bless you. Share me on your wall right now, and I'll see you tonight at 8 p.m. Love you all. God bless you.